Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Momenta on the Main Line. We're your hosts. I'm Dr. Joanna Holleran. And I'm Dr. Alon Green. We're here to talk about all things health, wellness, fitness, performance, and overall well-being. Hope you enjoy the show. trainer and owner of General Fitness Company in Balakinwood, Pennsylvania. Originally from Anchorage, Alaska, he went to Gus Davis Adolphus College in St. Peter, Minnesota. While there, he was a six-time NCAA track All-American and set six school records, becoming one of the most elite sprinters in school history. He graduated with a degree in psychology and later earned his MBA. He started personal training in 2006 at Platoon Fitness in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, and trained at the Aquatic Center Fitness Center in Balakinwood for a decade, in addition to working as a middle school counselor at Roberto Clemente in Northern Philly. He later continued his athletic pursuits by becoming a world natural powerlifting champion with a 185-pound power curl, wow, in 2012, and competed in Amer- the American Ninja Warrior in 2015. Today, he trains his clients ranging from youth to senior athletes of all kinds, including racket sports, ice hockey, and track and field. In, and in our opinion, he also happens to be one of the most positive trainers I think we've ever had the pleasure of meeting. With that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jerry Washington. Woo! Welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, lovely, lovely intro. That feels great. <laughs> you Googled me. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So we can uh, pretty much get rolling. We, we like to give people a little bit of a background. Uh, we read through the intro, but there's so much more than that. Those are just kind of the highlights. And so I guess uh, we mentioned you were born in Anchorage, Alaska, and now we're all... Not born. I was actually born in Georgia. Okay. Okay. So born in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Google didn't tell me that. Thank <laughs> God. Um, so yeah. So born in Georgia, raised in Anchorage, Alaska from previous conversations that we've had with you, uh, you've lived all over the place. So tell us a little bit about, and, and for the people listening, we're, we're now sitting in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So that's, that's all across the map. So tell us a little bit about kind of what brought you here and, and all the places that you've landed over time. Okay, sure. Well, uh, my parents were military, so that's why I was born in Georgia, and that's where I pretty much moved around everywhere. Uh, I lived, <laughs> I'm not going to go over the list of places I lived, but I'll give you a little like synopsis, I guess, or whatnot. I've lived in Hawaii, lived in Spain, lived in Anchorage, Alaska, went to Minnesota. Uh, so that's kind of what draw, uh, the military is what got me to all the places that I, that I was in before college. Obviously, I went to school in Minnesota. Uh, got to school in Minnesota. That was an interesting thing. Uh, when I was in high school, I was looking for some places to go to school. Uh, I was mediocre at track at the time, so I wasn't that great. So I, a lot of places I looked at didn't want me to <laughs> be there. 
<laughs> they didn't want to give me money or anything like that. So, but luckily, I was a relatively decent uh, student. So at Gus Davis, they said, "Well, we can't give you a uh, fitness scholarship or fitness uh, sports scholarship, uh, but we can give you an athletic scholarship." And you know, it was really, they gave me quite a bit of money. It was a relatively inexpensive school for for the money they were giving me. And that's kind of how I ended up in Minnesota. And then from there, Minnesota, my uh, uh, I was again looking looking around. I couldn't find a job. Um, you know, 2003 it was a weird time in, in the in, well I guess that was the beginning of like where it was really hard to find jobs was, you know now everybody you graduate and it's almost impossible to find a job so I was like the beginning of that and uh, my career counselor on a whim just said hey you know there's somebody that's looking for uh, someone to work as a school counselor uh, in Philadelphia so I said okay and I packed up my bags and moved to Philly <laughs> So, yeah, so that was, uh, it was an interesting, um, interesting little uh, thing out here. I did not know anything about Philadelphia. Actually, I ended up uh, living in, um, and this is where it's good to be positive. I lived in North, <laughs> North Philly, and I didn't have a place to stay. My, the place that actually employed me at first, they gave me a, uh, a little mini apartment for like two weeks to, so I could find, my, find a place to stay. And that place was, this is North Philly. So if you're familiar with North Philly, it's a little, if you're, if you're from Minnesota and Alaska, you're not like ready for that type of stuff. So I saw like the first day, I saw like a, a mouse running across the room and I freaked out, called my parents and said, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I ended up here. And um, yeah, that's pretty much like the, the origin story here in Philadelphia. So I, I guess the, the next question would be, you know, you got here, you, you were working at the school, but what? I mean, you have a background in athletics. You've always pretty much been active. Is that kind of what got you into personal training, or was there like a specific experience that you had with that? Oh yeah, actually, yeah. Um, so, as a uh, when I was, um, oh, <laughs> I should maybe back up a little bit. So, <laughs> so uh, my first job was a counselor in a. It was a camp counselor. So it wasn't it wasn't exactly a school counselor. It was a camp counselor. That job didn't work out. I'm going to not go into that. But the job didn't work out. So I ended up trying to look around for jobs. And I had a friend who ran track with me. He was a, um, also an All-American. He still lives here. And he was trying to help me find a job. I couldn't find a job. And he ended up telling me, hey, you know, go check out these, you know, the counseling place. So I ended up working as a counselor. And afterwards, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this either. You know, after two years, it's like, yeah, this is not for me in terms of like, it was hard because, you know, I'm a positive guy. Uh, but to see that type of the, the, the things that these children were, you know, afflicted by was like almost it was very eye opening for me. So and I wasn't I was only 23 years old, 22, 23 years old at the time. And I just didn't know how to deal with that. So I just said, you know, can you help me find another job? So he um, ended up working as a personal trainer down the street at Platoon. And um, he said, you should try it out, maybe just for the summer, because I was, since I was working for a school, I had the summers off. So. I tried it out, said, hey, this is the thing. And that's essentially how I became a personal trainer. You know, just like my friend, I should, I definitely should shout him out. Jerome Robinson, I'll shout him out. <laughs> for for y'all that are listening, if you heard my last episode I was on, I was shouting out Elon's mom. So now, <laughs> so now we're going to shout out my guy, Jerome Robinson, if he listens to this. <laughs> so I, I do have a question for you because you're saying, you went into school and as a mediocre track athlete, yet yeah. you ended up setting all these school records and All-American. What happened there? How, how did you make that transformation? That sounds like 
a big change. <laughs> That's actually a really good question. To be honest with you, I've... I've recently put a lot of thought into that, to be honest with you. So that's a really good question, right? Because like, yeah, like I said, I was a mediocre athlete and then I became, you know, six time All-American and have all these school records. And I have, I had attributed to two things. One thing was I had, had a phenomenal coach. My coach was amazing. She was a, a track athlete. I think she run, ran in, a, I think she might've ran in one of the Olympics back in like 84 or something like that. So she was a phenomenal athlete. It was a small school. So she was just trying to like make her name as a coach. And so I have to give her a lot of credit. She definitely like, opened my eyes to a lot of things that we could do. But I would also say on top of that, because, you know, I trained with her, you know, I trained with her all four years. But uh, where it kind of, I guess the doors blew open or whatnot was when I actually <laughs> took ballet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I swear to you this. I, I t- not, not at all. Right. And that's not what I thought. But honestly, Ballet was the thing that gave me the body awareness that actually helped me understand what she was teaching me. So I could understand that she had great, you know, great exercises, great, you know, uh, composition of training, you know, in terms of training programs. But to actually um, do the ballet and to actually feel my body doing these different motions, slowing it down, because everything is fast paced and track. So you're just trying to do everything fast. You don't have the opportunity to actually think about what you're doing. And of course, you don't want to be thinking when you're running, you know, you want to think when you're practicing, but not when you're actually competing. So to have that, you know, that great coach, as well as ha- have somebody to give me the opportunity to, or a, a class, I should say, to give me the opportunity to, to feel my body and how it works when I'm doing these things. I could, I could, I think back now, and I remember like literally having days and evenings, I was sitting in a dorm where it just started clicking to me. Like I could feel, I could think about an exercise that we were doing in ballet, and I could see how the, it correlated to what we did in track. And I tell you, like I said, freshman and sophomore year, I was still pretty good, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I still went to nationals my freshman and sophomore year, but my junior year when I took ballet is just when I went through the roof, and I was pretty much the, you know, I was have a, I have a conference record that still exists. I actually have a record in California that still exists, uh, and the 200. At that Claremont Mud Scripts. So if you ever go to Claremont Mud Scripts and check out that school, you'll uh, see my name, Jerry Washington, on the on the, on the leaderboard. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's pretty cool because I think uh, I mean it's always the things that we don't really expect that are going to make the biggest differences, and, and it's always the things that like it seems very random, but then it ends up almost like highlighting like the areas where you're lacking. Mm-hmm. It gets you uncomfortable, makes you think about what you're doing, and then you gain the strength from there, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you. Blossom, you know, (laughs) Um, that's, that's pretty cool. So I I guess, I mean, I think the, the mindset uh, portion of, of, I mean, one being open to something like ballet and and I think it takes a good coach. Did did she have to do a lot of like convincing to get you to try it out? No, actually that was, believe it or not, that was actually my idea. (laughs) Now remember that this is, this is the 20 year old Jerry Washington and you know, I'm like ballet tights. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was really there for the girls, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I really was there for the girls. But it ended up being a great experience, you know? I mean, I, I, I thought about doing it. I mean, to give you the real breakdown of why it is, you know, people probably give, you, like, give BS answers to, like, <laughs> like, why they did stuff. But honestly, it came down to this. I needed an elective. I didn't have I, – I, I'm, I'm perpetually late for everything. So I was also perpetually late for signing up for my elective. And that was one of the only few electives that were left. And I was like, 
it was like something like art class, some kind of art class, art history, and a couple other, I can't remember, but I just remember I was like, well, at all these, you know, I'm going to see girls in tights, and I guess I might, <laughs> yeah, there's some athletes that did, did ballet, so why not? Yeah, this is 20, again, this is 20-year-old Jerry, not 40-year-old Jerry. I wouldn't think that now, but. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it really, it really was something that um, I didn't really, like you said, I didn't really think of it as like, it was going to help out my sports thing. Like maybe it'd be kind of cool that I kind of feel my body in different ways and, you know, do have a, a method, different method of training outside of what I was doing with track. But I just never really expected it to have, have that much of an impact on what I was doing. And to be honest with you now as a personal trainer, I use a lot of those exercises from ballet still. Yeah, I absolutely use a lot of those exercises. A lot of my, uh, quite a few of my clients will tell you, or will ask me like, wait, is this a ballet move? I'm like, yeah, a Ronde Jam, you don't know? Like, so, yeah, so it's really interesting how that works. You know, it gives me, gives those people that awareness that I remember uh, getting from doing those movements when I was younger. So I, I think, and you kind of mentioned it too, it's like, there's, there's specific things like ballet, right. Or, or, you know, like specific styles of training, but at the end of the day, it's all just kind of human movement. And, and the more that you're kind of exposed to, the more that you're able to incorporate and integrate into your approach, which I think is a good segue to, to kind of say like, or I guess ask, you know, who, what type of clients are you working with now? Like what, what type of people are you uh, working with? What are their goals? Um, you know, give, give us a breakdown of the, the people that you're training and, and kind of helping out and making, uh, making do some ballet moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, you know what? It really runs the gambit, you know? I mean, I have, yeah, yeah I really have a lot of, cl- a lot of clients from all different backgrounds. To be honest with you though, if I were to place, uh, like give them that, give them that 80% of like what majority of my clients are, I would say that they're, you know, between the ages of 40 and 60. And I have a few like younger athletes, but they're, most of them are between the ages of 40 and 60. Uh, maybe some of them had some kind of background in, in athletics or training or something beforehand. And uh, now they're just trying to maintain or get a little stronger. I don't have any real bodybuilders or anything like that. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it's between 40 and 60 people that maybe play some type of or do some type of activity like golf or and pretty much everybody plays tennis here. <laughs> pretty much everybody plays tennis around here as well as my clients. So it's pretty much, you know, like, um, like you said, an intro racket sport athletes. You know, I have a lot of racket sport athletes. I have a few hockey players uh, that I've trained and quite a few of those younger uh, people that I train um, grow, going up, went into college, got scholarships and stuff like that, you know, because of my tutelage, under my tutelage. <laughs> I won't say that. They were great athletes in, in the first place. But, you know, um, to give these people that awareness, I think is what's really important for a lot of And that's you know, pretty much what you guys do here is essentially is like give people that awareness. Like, yeah, yeah you know, I mean, like I said, uh, in, in my episode, uh, in the episode that we did together earlier, uh, it was uh, you gave me that that eye opening experiences like, though, this is what's going on. This is what's uh, this is what the movement is is uh, how you are uh, executing this movement and you need to like think about these certain things and i you know we won't get, if you want to listen to the, the entirety you can listen to that old episode but um yeah i mean it's really important i think to just give people that awareness of how your body is moving and so pretty pretty much a lot of people appreciate that i give that that i bring that to them and you know that's essentially what people tell other people when they say that i train uh, that i I'm a good trainer or they um, trust me, trusted me as a trainer. Essentially, they say that Jerry understands what you're what you are doing and can kind of meet you where you are and put you and kind of guide you into the direction that you need to go based on the way you are moving currently. 
So I have another question for you, just because I've, I've heard you say this so much in the past. You're repping this, the slogan right now. We've heard you say so much. It's kind of your tagline on your, or your mantra, maybe just a value that you keep very near and dear to your heart, I think. But you say keep good company. Can you tell us the story behind keep good company? What does that mean to you? How did you come about this? Oh, well, that's interesting, actually. Um, <clears throat> keep good company. You know, I'm, a, I, I'm not a person that has a ton of friends. I have a lot of associates, people that know me, but I don't have a ton, a ton of friends. So I keep my, you know, my circle tight. <laughs> circle of trust like a guy in uh, meet the fucker said right so yeah so um so i keep my i keep my my circle tight and i think that uh the people around me you know like because i keep my cir- circle tight i really try to help out the people that are with that you're know, in that circle and they reciprocate you know and it's uh we actually had a you and i had that conversation just a little bit earlier on uh, about like you know we gotta you have to kind of have that reciprocation you have people that uh, you can't give more than um, people are giving you, uh, or you know, at least you try not to give more than, or at least don't. Uh, <laughs> maybe I should rephrase that. You shouldn't take more than people are giving you. You know, obviously, t- I, I'm all about giving, but um, you shouldn't take more than people are giving you. And a lot of times, uh, if you have a big circle, you know, and you have that mantra like like I just said, uh, you can get burnt out really easily. And that's happened to me before. It's like you know, I try to do too much, try to give out to everybody, and I got burnt out. So, um, and that was actually fairly recently, right before I actually started General Fitness Company, I was doing everything. I was working 80 to 90 hours a week. Um, I was trying to literally, you know, give not only with training, but also like do other things on the side with, you know, just trying to give, 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 give. And because my, you know, because I was giving so much and getting so little in return, I was, you know, I was really burnt out. And that actually led me to uh, make a change in my career. And actually, this happened, tw- it happened twice. So hopefully, this is the third time's a charm. <laughs> but yeah, so it actually did happen twice. You know, um, when I was, uh, that was pretty much what happened with the counseling. You know, I was like um, trying to help out a lot, you know, because that's my thing. I like to help. But I just, it was more, more than I was capable of, capable of doing. So I got burnt out. And so that's when I went into personal training, thought it would be a little easier to work, you know, with the body instead of the mind, because the mind is very complicated, as we all know, the mind is very complicated, but if you can maybe uh, make some kind of combination of the mind and the body, I thought that might be, it might be good, but it, you know, it, it just, I got, I guess, really popular where I was before, so everybody wanted to come to me, and not everybody was willing to uh, pay to come to me. <laughs> And, you know, like I'm a giving person, so we, I was just like, whatever. But after a while, it just became, it became a lot. So when I started General Fitness Company, essentially keep good company was something that I had in my mind, just like people that are going to reciprocate uh, what I give to them. Because I'm a giver, and I would hope, you know, I don't need to have givers around me, but just at least people that r- understand that, you know, it's, it's not just a take situation in any situa- any kind of relationship, no matter what you have. So I, I, I think... Uh I mean, you, you mentioned you, you kind of had this this moment where um, you were trying to figure out some sort of a balance between yeah. like what you were providing for other people, what people were providing for you, and especially when it comes to burnout, because usually, I mean, we're kind of the same way where it's like you, you chase your passion, mm-hmm. but sometimes chasing your passion so much can lead you to that burnout point because you're so willing to give that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you run into a lot of people that are just willing to take your time, yeah. especially, yeah. and to your credit, when you're good at it, mm-hmm. right, then just more people get attracted toward it, mm-hmm. and then it's it's easier to kind of um, get burnt out in that way, but you also mentioned a little bit about, um, like, your 
your approach to things in terms of your, your mindset. And so I think that that mindset of keeping good company and, and, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are, are like-minded definitely flows into the way that you approach training, which I know we were really excited to talk to you about. Um, we mentioned, uh, Joanna mentioned in your intro that you're definitely the most positive personal trainer I think we've ever met. And, and one thing that we've heard from people that you work with and, and just people who have met you in general, even the ones who t- had introduced, uh, uh, us to you, mm-hmm. um, said the same thing. And so can you talk a little bit about now that, you know, you're running general fitness company, how is that, that mindset, um, and, and that sense of positivity kind of morphed into the, the environment that you're trying to create there? Ooh, that's a great question. Hey, you thought about that one, didn't you? <laughs> you wrote that down. I can imagine you thought of that question like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so how did my mindset of keeping good company or positivity in general essentially create the culture that I have, have uh, more or less tried to develop? Um, well, I would say gratitude. You know, gratitude, that, that whole gratitude thing, <laughs> that sounds, that's such a buzzword. I don't even, I want to take that back almost. <laughs> but honestly, um, let me see if I can answer the, the best way to answer that question. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough question, right? Yeah, it's like, how did your attitude essentially become that culture that you built? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Lana. I can ask a, a more specific I think, I think in general, when it comes to, uh, and, and you mentioned this earlier too. So I think, I think working with the mind, uh, like you mentioned, especially for, for people in, in really, really difficult circumstances can be tough and, and can be a lot. But at the same time, I think a lot of what people do who work with movement, mm-hmm. whether it's training or, you know, like what we do in the realm of pain, it also has like an effect on the mind. And, and I think I think the reason that I find it so fascinating with you is because I think I think positivity can uh, play such a like a healing role. Mm-hmm. And I think I think not only that, but I, I think especially in the role of like fitness, people come in and they have specific goals that they want to accomplish and it's a very uncomfortable space. I mean, it's supposed to be uncomfortable. People yeah. are lifting weights and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so the biggest thing it's like, regardless of whatever training method it's, that people are using, consistency ends up being one of the biggest keys. Right. And I feel like one of the things that makes you the most unique and is the easiest like way to send people your way is, is you're so positive that, um, it's easy for you to establish relationships with the people that you work with and that helps them accomplish goals. And, and so, I yeah, I got your answer. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so yeah, so I, I get what you're saying now. Yeah. So essentially the way I look at it, and I think I kind of mentioned it earlier before is that, uh, it's, it's, uh, I meet people where they are. And so what I mean by that, it's like, I feel I have, a, an, an emotional as well as a physical empathy for like how people move, what people are thinking. And maybe that's a Libra thing. I don't know if that's a Libra thing, <laughs> but I, <laughs> you're over there, we got fingers pointing across the room here. <laughs> Everybody's pointing fingers at each other. We're all, we're all Libras by the way, just in case you guys are wondering. So yeah, so we're all pointing at each other like that Spider-Man meme. If you guys have seen that one. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's really what it is, is that empathy, right? So, like, if you have that empathy to kind of feel like what somebody is, A, feeling uh, emotionally, because that's, that's pretty much the trigger for everything, right? That's what triggers your movements and stuff like that, how you're emotionally. If you're hungry, you're going to get up and move, right? You're going to get up and get some food, you know? So, it's like, essentially, uh, having that, that uh, emotional empathy uh, can lead into that physical empathy. Because, honestly, I mean, when I'm training people, I can 
when somebody says like X hurts or something like that, I actually feel it in my body. It doesn't, it doesn't, I don't feel pain, but I can like, somebody says my back hurts and I'm like, Oh man, I guess I can kind of like in my brain, I can say, all right, well this is here. And I can think, all right, well we need to do these things. Um, so be, so that positivity leads into that. And the fact, and with the aspect or it leads into that, uh, because like I am, I'm already feeling how they're feeling. I want to feel, I want them to feel happy so I can feel happy. So I'm positive. So I'm like trying to push that positivity so we can both feel happy about our, our, you know, our, our encounter, whatnot. So, um, whether I'm like by myself or whether I'm with other people, I'm really just trying to convey happiness, convey joy. So not only am I putting it out there, but I'm getting it back, you know, cause like, you know, there's not many people that if you're happy around them, unless they're in a, an extremely bad mood, that they're going to respond negatively to, you know, to you. You know, if you're smiling at them, you're good, they're most likely going to get a smile back. If you're, you know, joyful and you're, you know, happy in general, people are going to wonder like, you know, what's, what's going on, you know, what's going on with me <laughs> that I'm not feeling the way that guy's feeling. So, I mean, and it's not anything that's like meant to make people feel any type of discomfort. It's just, I just feel like, I mean, we can even, we can bring it back. Since this is, it's the podcast, I, I was a military brat, right? So, I mean, I moved around a ton. So because I moved around, it's, it was necessary for me to find some type of way to get people to kind of like, be in my space and not and feel comfortable in my space so that was uh, i i think that was you know if we can bring it back we're all, we're having a psychology session here like <laughs> psychology counseling but if we bring it back to my childhood i think that, honestly i think that's what it was though it's just the fact that i moved around so much and i became i came across so many personalities so so many types of people uh, that I thought the universal thing was just like to get people to at least talk to me and get to know me and for me to like make friends is just to be friendly. Now, again, to go back to my original point, I don't make a, I don't have a ton of friends. I have a ton of people that know me. So, but I don't make a ton of friends that are like close friends. So I try to keep it, keep it tight and keep my energy and all that good stuff. <laughs> well, I think I can speak for everyone that probably knows you that you definitely bring the energy and it is very contagious and it's hard not to laugh when you have your just hearty laugh you know it's, <laughs> it's just comes out so naturally um but you know as you're saying you, you bring energy because that's what you want to receive too but how do you keep yourself grounded it's it's hard to give that much energy all the time and you know just try to give people what they need to get through their workouts and stay motivated because as we've talked about before motivation will wax and wane it's not always there consistency is key how do you ground yourself after giving so much to other people like that uh mushrooms no I'm playing. <laughs> uh, again allusion to our pre previous episode right <laughs> not mushrooms actually um Another <laughs> magic time, right? No, so, um, yeah, so <laughs> I would say that uh, the way I keep myself grounded, honestly, is just to be, uh, just have that awareness of reality. You know, I'm like, honestly, like, I have, I have family, and I'm, like many of us do, uh, I I'm, I'm go back to my original point about gratitude. I'm grateful for the fact that my family is alive and that they're doing well, you know, so to speak, and 
you know, I should say alive. <laughs> my family's alive. And that, you know, just have, waking up every morning, not getting a text message or a phone call that someone is like in trouble or anything like that is like, that's what grounds me. So it's like, I guess it's just uh, essentially like uh, a grounding foundation. It's like I wake up in the morning, like everybody good. Okay. Let's go ahead and bring some energy to the, to the world or whatnot. But, um, you know, it, it's a it's a refined process. I mean, I you know I just talked just a few moments ago about how I burnt out twice. So it was like something that I had to kind of develop and learn and figure out like what is like what works for me, what doesn't. You know, and I I, I think also um, I, through the years I've developed a, a a way of like kind of just being aware of what's going on in this inside. So like when I do feel like all right, this is becoming too much. I back off. I do back off. I tell people like, you know, it's not happening today. I'm not training or whatnot. I mean, it doesn't happen often. I mean, in the where this is actually year five officially of General Fitness Company this month that we celebrated year five. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, so I mean, it hasn't been very often at all that it would be like I can't train today. I mean, out of those five years, I'd probably say maybe twice, and I train six days a week. So um, it's, it's really just, I think, a matter of just kind of having that self-awareness of what's going on in my body, not just like this frantic energy, just trying to throw out energy to people or whatnot. It's really, it's more, it's kind of calculated, not calculated, but it's more so calculated for what I can give out to people. And I, I guess I have a lot. <laughs> I guess I have a lot, but I still know that there are limits to, you know, the energy that I can, uh, the positive energy I can uh, put out or put forth. Well, and, and on that too, I think, I think sometimes like even, even in what we do, like people seek us out for a specific problem, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we can't play like more than just that role in their lives. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason that I mentioned that is because I feel like you're, you have a lot of projects, the podcast, um, every Instagram story ends every single day ends with a final thought. Um, and there's always this effort to put out more than just like fitness information. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that, I mean, it speaks loudly about who you are, but there's also, uh, a, a lot of positivity that comes out of that. Can you talk a little bit about, um, I mean, one kind of the, the effort with the podcast that you have, um, and, and, you know, some of the, the ways that you, um, or some of the messages that you're trying to put out with that as well as some of like the, the final thought that you're using on Instagram. <laughs> the final thought I definitely got from Jerry Springer. I don't, I don't know if you know. You guys might be a little, yeah, but yeah, Jerry Springer, because he had a final thought. So like I literally just was like, hey, this would be kind of cool. Jerry's final thought, you know, and so it kind of blossomed from there, started from there. But essentially what, it, it, what I was trying to do um, is because, you know, I have that psychology background. And essentially the way I started General Fitness Company, it was more than just a physical fitness center it was it was literally like i want to actually even before i started general fitness company 10 years ago i was working with a psychologist and i was looking to start a nonprofit that was similar to what i have in mind of like a fit physical fitness mental health so um i've always i mean 10 years ago was when i was thinking of this this whole project of like making a a general fitness company <laughs> where it's essentially fitness that's not just push-ups and sit-ups, but something that is uh, that addresses every single aspect of a healthy life. Uh, so although I don't exactly have that right now, I mean, it's not necessarily, it's not general fitness company where people know, like, you can go and see a psychologist there, you can see a chiropractor there, you can see Jerry Washington there as a personal trainer or whatnot. I still, like, I mean, more or less, we're kind of getting there. Maybe that you guys aren't in my doors, but I can refer out to people that are in my 
close company that are keeping good company with me and I can say, hey, you know, check out Momento Chiropractic because they, you know, they have the same uh, ideas of like the, the emotional, physical, you know, duality in terms and with health and fitness. So uh, that's essentially what I, you know, how I look at it. And that's why I put those things together in terms of like my podcast is kind of the same thing. You know, it's like I feel like everybody is doing um, some kind of physical fitness kind of thing. Everybody's showing people how to do exercises and stuff like that. And that's great, you know, but I feel like that's a commodity. You know, it's like you can pretty much, you know, you can go on Instagram, look up health and see like a, a million different people doing the same exact thing, you know. So I want to uh, have a little bit of a different approach to kind of go around the, the go around that whole physical fitness thing and, you know, hit the, the emotional mental health thing and then maybe come back around to the physical aspects because I think, you can exercise all you want, and we I'm sure you too and anybody else listening have met people that are like really into working out, but their brain's a mess, you know, their mind's a mess. And, you know, like they might, you know, I don't want to say anything about anybody's clients or anything like that, whether it's yours or mine's or anybody. But there's people out there that, you know, that do need to have uh, more than just like a, a gym routine. And I think that um, – I think that it's important to like make sure that people know that it's okay to like that a fitness person is also saying that it's good to be healthy, you know, because I, mean, I think it, you know, it's my background is in fitness, but well, yes, yes and no, right? I mean, I've always worked out uh, as a, you know, starting in high school, I started working out, but you know, like I always had that in my mind that like it was good to, you know, mental health was good, and that's why I had the psychology degree. And, I guess that's kind of how we all put it together, you know. Yeah. It's like it's pretty much what I am, what I am as a person, and that's pretty much what I'm trying to put out there. It's just like I started off with fitness, did the psychology thing, realized that it helped me out with the, phys the physical stuff, and now I want to bring that to everybody else. So I, I think, I mean, you, you touched on the the topic of um, being able to like recognize uh, certain things that are going on, and and I mean. I think eventually it's starting to pop up all over the place too, where, where people are doing more in-house where they have like integrative type approaches to, to health and wellness. And I think one of the things that we were hoping to accomplish with the podcast too, is being able to, um, yeah, like get people's perspective within that entire realm, but playing different roles and recognizing how you can work harmoniously together. And, and so one of the things like we've talked to a strength coach, somebody in mental health, another um, chiropractor, we have, you know, people scheduled who are PTs and things like that coming up later. Um, stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I think I think a big thing, I guess maybe it's human nature, but also just uh, what's best for people is, is that whole team mindset. And, and so I, I appreciate you kind of talking about it because that's something that we definitely appreciate both as practitioners and something that we definitely want to kind of highlight more through the podcast is, you know, there are, there are people who are out there who recognize and are willing to work. It's, it's just about going to meet those people, get to know them and see how you can work together for the benefit of others, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I, I mean, you've had a lot more experience doing that than us. Can you talk a little bit about your experience, like working with other professionals who you've worked with or, or, you know, people that you like to work with in that regard, just for people who are looking to branch out and meet mm -hmm. people who might not be in the area here? Yeah. <laughs> that's an that's an interesting concept. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have any uh, I don't have any preferences in, ter in terms of like people I would work with. I mean, because I mean, my thing even into, you know growing up and 
and actually starting off as a fitness professional, I realize, and I'm sure you realize the same, is just like the knowledge is power. The more you know and the more ways you can look at things, the more you can kind of, you know, translate into how you speak, right? Or how you think. So I don't know if I have a specific, like, like type of person that I would work, but I would say that I do have um, a specific person that I probably wouldn't work with. <laughs> and I would say like uh, I know uh, and this probably probably this probably makes sense to just everybody listening it's just people that are pretty much set in their ways that are not willing to look outside of the you know pretty much have their dogma of like how they approach things and like don't really see anything outside of that no matter how good they are what they are uh, what they do I've seen that in like in the field as you know in my years it's like people that are really they are not all of them but there are some people that are really good at what they do and because they're so good at what they do you can't tell them anything outside of that and you can't really bounce ideas off of them because everything is so concrete and defined in the, into this little box that they've created of you know so, um, of uh, prescriptions let's say you know in terms of like what you know what you should do uh whether it be physically you know mentally or you know just in general everyday life it's pretty much this is their thing and you can't really do anything outside of that and so i wouldn't i, I don't really like to work with and you know you can kind of understand why because you know you want to be open to you know, different possibilities because you know, the world is infinite the, the universe is infinite and there's so many ways that you can do things obviously not every way of those things is right <laughs> not all, the, all those ways will work uh, but there are multiple ways to do things and there are multiple, way, multiple ways to look at things especially when it comes to working with bodies like we do you know there's so many different variations to how people you know work and how people move and you know pretty much <laughs> there's just variations to people in general right so it's like if you have a specific dogma then you're going to be kind you're going to be pretty much pigeonholing yourself into a, a specific approach. You're probably going to see a specific type of person, and that's not what I'm really interested. I'd love to see pretty much everybody, if possible. Everybody that can afford me, of course. <laughs> so you're talking about various approaches to um, fitness and health and all these different perspectives and whether or not they're, you know, very closed off or very open. How would you say your um, perception and your your perspective on fitness has changed since, like, your time as a college athlete to now? You know, what's your movement philosophy, and how do you kind of incorporate that into your daily life? Mm, that's a great question. That's a great question because my, my philosophy has actually changed. When I first started as a uh, – uh, as an athlete and when I was uh, you know running track and stuff uh, I thought about it is like the more you could do the better like the harder you can go the better the more you throw up during your workouts the better the workout was and you know I think I think that's kind of changed overall in the in the health and fitness field I mean I was definitely like in the heyday of CrossFit I mean CrossFit still exists but in the heyday of CrossFit that was like pretty much a thing it's like how many bones did you break you know <laughs> how many bones did you break oh only 14 well I've got 17 yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly right so yeah it's like a lot of you know I think I think that was kind of the like the in, in our field that was the big thing uh I have gone for more from, you know, uh, I think as I've aged too, it's just like I've seen it in my own body, you know, just like you can't go fast, you can't go super hard anymore, you have to be, uh, you have to more kind of uh, tailor it to how you feel. Uh, so I'd say like 
when I first started, it was just like about going as hard as you could, as long as you could, for as far as for uh, as many times as you could. And now it's more so like kind of be mindful in what you're doing. Obviously, try to actually, if I were to say, uh, if I were to put it down into one word, what my philosophy would be, and you've already said it before today, is consistency. So finding something that you can do that you can do consistently, um, whether it be like uh, like. I'm going to mention my squat challenge. So I've been, uh, I could talk about it with, uh, with your group, I guess. Um, I've been doing a, a little challenge and, um, the last month was plank. This month is squat. And I have to say the reason why I am talking about this right now on, on your podcast is because it's actually helped me develop that consistency that I've been looking for, um, in, in my own workouts. You know, I was like, you know, during the holidays and going, leading up to the holidays, I was gaining a little bit of weight. And I was a little bit like, uh, all right, I need to work out really hard to get back to it. And, you know, and I think that's when I came to you or it was pretty close when I came to you about my shoulder. <laughs> and I, was, I think I was having an issue with that because of doing too many push, trying to do too many push-ups or something like that. or something. I can't remember what exactly it was. But it was around that time I came to you and I realized, again, because we always come to those realizations, I think, more than one time. <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's consistency. So and that's when I think I came up with that plank challenge that it's good to you just do something, even if it's just for one minute. You know, just do something. And a lot of times that some, that one thing turned into 15 minutes, 30 minutes. And now, uh, just yesterday, I did the squat challenge. And before I even did the squat challenge, I did some exercises beforehand. Then I did the squat challenge. And I did some more exercises afterwards, which was, like, definitely something I haven't been doing um, over the, probably the past year. So, you know, I just feel good about that consistency thing is not nece necessarily all about like, you know, going as hard as you can. I mean, I'm 40 years old now. I'm not trying to run, you know, win any championships or anything like that. Shit. I'm just trying to maintain now, you know? So I think it's really a matter of just, um, if, if there's a way that anybody out there can find something that is cons that they can do consistently, not, not anything that's going to make them buff, you know, in, in, within the next, you know, three months, four months, six months, or whatever. We're not going to be something that's going to make you lose weight in the next three months, six months, nine, nine months or whatnot. But just something that you can do consistently that helps you feel better about yourself and helps you, like, maybe just uh, uh, create a better environment mentally, internally, uh, so that you can do uh, something uh, outside of uh, more than what you're doing or maybe outside of what you're already doing that's getting you, giving you those those feelings that are not so good, you know? So it's like, if you're feeling okay, you know, if you're feeling, ah, you know, I'm gonna do something that is gonna be, you know, you can add to your life that is just, you can constantly do that, which we'll is bring it from an ah to a, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, you know, and then I think you, you kind of, I guess, brought a lot of those ideas together too, where it's, it's finding something that you enjoy doing something in an environment that's positive, which I think you've done a really good job of kind of creating and, uh, and bringing from, from yourself, right. To, to the people that you, um, that you help. And, and I think it's also important for people who are looking for those things. Cause I think uh, trainers, coaches, uh, whether they're, you know, in, in athletics or if they're, you know, private trainers or part of an organization, whatever it is, like you can have such a positive impact on people's lives just by creating that positive environment, encouraging them to, to enjoy what they're doing, even though it's probably a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> and difficult. Um, yeah. And, and like you said, being open-minded, staying open-minded, not getting trapped in like a dogmatic approach to anything. Um, and I think, yeah, consistency is the key, right? If somebody enjoys it, they're going to stick it out and they're going to enjoy the process and actually start to see the results from it, which is, which is awesome. Um, so I guess, oh, 
Well, I, do, I have to make a comment because you say, you know, you're saying that you, you don't go as hard as you used to. You know, you're not trying to just go all out every single every single uh, workout that you do. But, you know, not too long ago, you were doing Ameri- American Ninja Warrior. So I can't help but think that you are still finding that childlike joy in the movement that you probably did as a kid, you know, climbing trees and, you know, swinging around on different things. I mean, that's... That seems like it's still a big part of, of what you do. Maybe maybe not today, maybe today. But, you know, I think that's a, that's very cool that you've you've maintained that level of enjoyment within movement and, and finding challenges for yourself and, um, you know, just continuing to keep moving. Yeah. Well, so I, I guess I, I do have a question about that specifically. And like you just mentioned too, it's, it's all about kind of finding challenges because sometimes if we're doing the same thing over and over again, we kind of get bored with it. Right. So, so, uh, you mentioned that you're doing like the squat challenge and stuff. <laughs> is there, is there anything else that you do, uh, within your training where you help people kind of like find challenges or, or kind of be more like goal oriented in their training to keep them consistent with it? Oh man, I honestly, I, I wish I had a better answer for you, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, you know, I think though the reason why people do enjoy my training, it's yeah. not because we have uh, specific benchmarks that we yeah. reach or whatnot. I mean, people do like the fact that we, you know, they lose, they lose weight and they, you know, get more mobile or whatnot. But I think it's, uh, is not necessarily that they, we have something, some kind of goal. You know, maybe we should do that. <laughs> I think about it, but you know, it is whatever works for people, right? I mean, but I think the 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 fact is that most people come to me because they do feel better, you know, both emotionally and physically. Um, they feel that they've taken that challenge of like not moving or uh, or moving not as much, and actually done more activity, been more active with their lives, and. Um, I think that's really what it is. It's really not, it's nothing, it's not like rocket science, not any kind of like, you know, we're going to hit these goals or anything like that. I don't think I have, I mean, it would, I, <laughs> the more I say it, it sounds terrible, but honestly, it is what it is, right? I mean, it's just like, it's what works for the people that I work with. The people that I work with, they're so bogged down with challenges and, and deadlines and goals and stuff like that. It's, it's nice to almost have that childlike, um, childlike approach to just like working out, having fun. And, you know, we'll do certain things within our workouts. Like I said, it's not necessarily we have benchmarks that we do um, long term, but like maybe we'll have an exercise that we'll do and like we'll do in the beginning of the workout and we'll try to see if we could do it at the end of the workout. You know, maybe see if you can touch your toes. Uh, with one foot off the ground at the beginning of the workout and then at the end of the workout see how close you can get to touching your toes uh, without falling over Mm -hmm. so I mean maybe it's like more like micro goals it's not necessarily like a whole like you know we're going to set this goal for three months down the road that you're going to lose six pounds or 16 pounds or however many pounds or you're going to lose how many however many inches or whatnot or you're going to be able to bench press x amount of weight it's more so now again because they have these you know like that's stress-inducing it is. A lot of people that do train with me are A-types or whatnot, so they already have enough on their plate when it comes to, like, deadlines and goals and stuff like that. And although it is a, a good thing to have in certain, in certain cases, I think for certain people, it's, it's more so that they want to feel good about 
what their their experience so uh maybe the 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 baseline or the the, the what we're looking at instead of a a goal or a, a deadline or whatnot is more so did you have fun in your workout are you having more fun as you go along are you having more fun are you uh, having a more pleasant experience uh with your life because you have it's not just uh you know working out but now you have a better quality of life are you experiencing more things and in fact um to to that point, I have a client. Her name's Frozie. Shout out to Frozie. <laughs> Her name is actually Fran. I, I give uh, some of my clients nicknames. Actually, quite a few of my clients have nicknames. So, so you know, you come in there. Yeah. <laughs> right? So everybody has kind of been, people have nicknames just because, you know, you come into, my, come into my place and it's like you're a different person. You know, you're not the person that you are outside. Uh, so um, she actually went on a trip, uh, I think, well, I think it was two years ago, maybe even three years ago now, uh, up to Maine when she first uh, started going up to Maine. Now she goes up to Maine almost uh, once every three or four months. Uh, but it's not Maine. It was actually Canada. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, scratch the beginning to that story. <laughs> she went up to Canada and um, she did like some kind of, some kind of thing, she's like almost 60 years old now, uh, but she did some kind of thing that like a lot of other people were looking at her when she was doing it. She did some push-ups over some valley, some kind of gorge is what it was. So it was like, I think that's a gorge, right? It's like two pieces of land and there's like a, like a kind of like a, a mini canyon, right? I think that's a gorge. I'll take your word for okay, it. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so it was like a little space in the middle. She put like a, yeah, it sounds right, right? So she put a little shovel down on the ground and did push-ups over that. And um, she did it pretty, you know, she got pretty low. She sent me a picture of her getting pretty low in the push-ups. I thought it was impressive. But what was more impress impressive to me is that she felt so confident to do it. And that she felt um, she felt happy enough in her quality of life and the, the, the uh, impact that I've had with, uh, with our training or that we've had in, in her life with her training uh, that she could do those things. And people were impressed by her doing that because not everybody – no, nobody else is doing it. In fact, her husband was like, whoa, you crazy. <laughs> Don't do that. But she ended up doing it, and she had a good time doing that, and she like, felt really good about it. So I think to answer the question, <laughs> it's not necessarily uh, about, like, at least for me. I mean, it's like what works for everybody else, what works for your business, what works for you, know, you as a human being or as a, you know, whatever you are. Uh, not a human being, but wherever you identify yourself as in terms of like what you're doing to help other people. I think it's more so uh, for me, the people uh, appreciate having that, that good, good energy we talked about, uh, but also just being able to have a better quality of life and, and, and being able to identify those times when they can say, oh, you know, five years ago, I couldn't have, couldn't have been able to do that. So I, in the long, in the long winded version of that, essentially that's what it is, is like people yeah. just feel better having a better quality of life. Yeah. Which I, I mean, realistically, like that's, that's probably the most important measurement, you know? And I, th I think kind of like you said too, and I, I know I've had, uh, friends go through like, like very drastic, like training experiences where they dropped like a bunch of weight, but their mindset was all about losing that weight. And then once they got there, you know, it was, it was then what versus like being able to enjoy the process. And so, yeah, like you said, it's like the challenges and things can kind of keep you a little bit more involved, but at the heart of it, I think, I think you're able to tap into that deeper meaning of, especially for people who didn't necessarily come in saying, I want to be able to bench press this amount, right? They just wanted to incorporate movement into their lives because they knew that it would help them feel better. And all of a sudden it's, it's starting to, 
positively impact the rest of uh, the other the other aspects of their life decrease stress from work better sleep you know able to go on vacation and and you know be be physically active and enjoy it and you know Absolutely. look cool doing it yeah so. <laughs> So I, I guess um, that kind of leads us into uh, uh, one question, which is if, if somebody's looking to train with you or reach out to you, um, I mean, are you, I guess, well, one, are you accepting clients and, uh, and you know, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm always accepting clients. Here, I'll, I'll say it into the microphone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk in the microphone, please? Uh, yes. I'm always accepting clients. You know, it's yeah. like depending on, um, uh, the thing is that, you know, I obviously have my own studio. Uh, I have I have a studio, but I also have, you know, a training facility outside of the studio where I have other trainers that I'm, I'm also trying to implement and uh, create that culture of like, you know, keep good company within that uh, within, within that facility as well. So, you know, if I don't have the time specifically myself, uh, they're more than welcome to train with my uh, with my trainers that I employ as well. Yeah. So I think uh, I mean, I, we, we really appreciate you, you know, coming on. It's always a lot of fun being able to talk with you. I mean, one, cause it's so easy and it's, it's so fun and you have a contagious laugh. So we just enjoy it selfishly. Um, but, uh, we, we like to wrap up podcasts with these, uh, lightning round questions. So I'm going to have, I'm going to have Dr. Joe here. Um, Dr. J take you through some of the lightning round questions. Okay. All right. So number one, what is the most influential book that you've read? Or it doesn't even necessarily have to be a book. It could be, you know, influential movie or yeah, whatever. Actually, <laughs> Don't go there. You should have just said book. Because I'll go all over with movies and books, you know. Um, I actually have a little bit of a, like a, a little mini library in my in my gym. I'm not an avid reader, so to speak. Uh, but I do, like, when it gets, like, there's, like, I have my spurts and phases where I'm, like, I'm going to read right now. Uh, so uh, let me think. I had like I, I, when I was really reading was like right before I started General Fitness Company. I was think I was reading like a book a day, uh, so I read like I, I read a lot of biographies, like um, the Ray the Ray Kroc story. Uh, I can't remember what the name of that book was called, and that's my promise. I can't remember the names of books. There you go. So we're on that book, but um, yeah, that the, the story about Ray Kroc. Um, uh, the Simon Sinek book. I can't remember. Start with why. Start with why. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, a great that book. Yeah, yeah, that's a great book. Um, I'm trying to think, and uh, I would say, off the top of my head, I can think of those are probably my top two books. There's a lot of books that I kind of reread over and over again that are like more like, uh, not even self-help, but just kind of keep my. There's one right now that I'm like reading over and over again called Crucial Conversations, and that's essentially a book about like how to. Uh, approach like conflicts or uh, you know like yeah. conversations that might be a conflict mm -hmm. or that might uh, turn into a conflict. So uh, obviously the the name gives it away, but crucial, yeah. crucial conflicts and I uh, crucial conversations. Excuse me. So I const constantly like peruse through that book. You know, like maybe skim through that those those pages and be like, ah, right, what you know, kind of was like. Uh, I remember back when I was younger, uh, like maybe eighth or ninth grade. I remember learning about the um, the. Uh, the pro I think of the Protestants of England and the Protestants of England back in the day, the reason, the way they read the, read the Bible was essentially they would just open the book to a certain page 
and that was the uh, page that was ordained by God for the for the for the uh, for the sermon. So essentially, that's how I, I still I think about that. Still, I just open the book up and like this is the page that was ordained by God for me for today. <laughs> so that's uh, that's kind of how I do with that with that book. So um, I would say yeah, that start with why book. Um, and a, a lot of buying, I, I just, the Ray Kroc store, I still can't even remember what the heck the name of that book is called, no, but, <laughs> later, right? uh, but a lot of biography, I like to read about biographies because I like to think about like how people got to, from, you know, being a quote unquote normal person to, uh, you know, what we see today, you know, like, um, I've also read, uh, the Richard Branson book, uh, a couple times actually, because he was, uh, he was, he is, excuse me, uh, dyslexic. And the fact that he's like a billionaire and he's dyslexic, I thought that was really interesting to find out like what he, uh, how he looks at like life and how he can like be successful given that he has this, dis this quote unquote disability of being dyslexic. And I just find that it's uh, just really interesting to see that people can go from, you know, normal everyday people. And there's, you know, there's lots of different examples of them. So I like to really read those. Did you look it up? Yeah. Is it? Grinding it out. That's exactly what it is. Thanks. <laughs> That's my Jamie over here. Joe Rogan and Jamie. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say that, like, you know, if uh, given, you know, if somebody's giving me the, uh, the opportunity to say, hey, you know, what are your top, like you were saying right now, what are your top books? I would say that it's more of a genre, like that, the biographies, and just see here the, the triumphant story of the, the average, average everyday person coming, becoming something more than. That's awesome, yeah. Learning from other people's actions, of transforming their lives in different ways and facing challenges. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic genre to learn from. Um, well, you, you mentioned it now. Now I have to ask you, what would be maybe a, one or two, maybe three of your top movies that you would, that you would say? I just I had the third. Those are definitely not the same. It's not like uh, my, no, I'm not watching like biographies and stuff. Top one. Uh, <laughs> these are so like, not like my reading material at all. Uh, number one, all time movie is coming to America. I can watch that movie. <laughs> A million times. I love that movie. I just like the fact, and it's it's a great movie. But the fact that Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall play so many different characters and are so diverse, that's what really like gets it for me. It's just like that guy can do anything, <laughs> including sing, right? Because he was that one guy too. That uh, what is that? That that sexual chocolate guy. It's, uh, yeah. So I'm like, damn, this guy can do everything. So number one, that's absolutely my all time favorite movie. Uh, number two was a, definitely a little bit more obscure movie. It's called um, The Last Dragon, and I think it came out in 1984. It's like a black kung fu movie, but it's a, like a parody type movie. Uh, there's a guy, in the, the, the leading character is named Bruce Leroy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bruce Leroy, and he fights a guy named uh, Shonuff. And essentially, <laughs> I tell you, it's, you got to check it out, though. I mean, it's supposed to snow this weekend, so maybe it might be. And I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube, so you can probably check it out for free. But uh, yeah, Last Dragon, it's a great movie. Kind of like, actually, it's kind of like those the, the biography kind of thing. It's like some normal dude that, you know, becomes kind of a hero. And if we go for three, uh, number three, Lion King. Lion King. That's a great movie just because of the, the music. You know, it's a great story. I think it's, isn't it based on like a Shakespearean play though? I think it's like Othello or something like that. Oh, I don't know. You know, I have to 
look that up. Maybe look that up another time. But, anyway, <laughs> but I think it's based on a Shakespearean play, and um, I just think it's a great, you know, again, uh, normal and uh, normal. Well, he was he was a, he was a prince, right? So he wasn't really normal, but you know, it's just a story about someone's life. I just really appreciate seeing like people just kind of go from where they are to where they're gonna be. Lion King, a classic. I think I watched that on repeat when I was a kid, like every single day. That was one of those those movies for me, for sure. Uh, okay, next one. If you could have any meal delivered to your door tonight from anywhere in the world, what would it be? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's great. Uh, you know what? There's a... Um there's actually a meal that I introduced my girlfriend to uh, that she had never, never even heard of until she met me. Chicken and waffles. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. Chicken and waffles. And actually, we got it. I, I ended up finding it randomly. And my son, he lives in State College. And I drive up there every, every Sunday for, uh, uh, to visit, obviously. And um, there's a place called Rudders on the way back that um, randomly, have you heard of Rudders? It's like sheets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay so yeah. there's sheets and rudders outside of Philadelphia. You know, Wawa is Philadelphia. You know, yeah. Philadelphia is run by Wawa, but you go outside of Philadelphia, and even just like maybe, yeah, it's sheets. Sheets is technically Wawa, and then there's rudders, and that's like the technical sheets. So it's like, but they make, I don't even know if they make it anymore, but they make this wonderful, delicious chicken and waffles sandwich. So it's like waffles on the outside, and there's a little, you know, little chicken chunk or whatever in the inside. Not fr- not grilled, fried, you know, like real official, like chicken tender is essentially yeah, what it yeah. is. Uh, so um, I would say that I don't even know if that would be it, though. I went all over. Yeah, that would be the side dish. What would be the actual meal? You know, <sighs> yeah, the appetizer, right? Chicken and waffle appetizer. Then I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Pizza's good. I mean, pizza, pizza's always good, right? I mean, that's just the first thing that comes to my mind is chicken and waffles. Maybe chicken and waffles from, like, the most famous place that makes it. But I don't know. You know, I've been to some places that made that are supposedly known for chicken and waffles, and they were terrible. You know, it's like, ah, uh, like the other. No, I'm not going to name any places. But <laughs> I'm not going to put anybody on blast like that. But I went to a local restaurant, and uh, they had chicken and waffles, and I was like, oh. I was very sad. <laughs> I was very sad after that meal. I'm like, this is not like my chicken and waffles that I enjoy. So anyway, so I guess to answer your question off the top of my head, since this is speed, since this is supposed to be the speed round, even though I'm taking ten minutes to answer every question, <laughs> chicken and waffles. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, it's it's lightning round, but we can. I mean, I'm trying to take this in the direction I can. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this next one might might take a minute to answer, so I apologize. But it's a good it's a good deep dive into you. So if you could go go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? <laughs> that's actually the that's actually an easy one because uh, <laughs> as soon as you said that, I actually thought about I thought back to my yearbook quote, oh. my my high school yearbook quote, and it actually still applies your mental ability will always take you further than your physical ability i don't know how 17 year old jerry came up with that but i'm like that guy knew something yeah i was on and you know what sure enough is i mean i really think i really do see that now at the age of 40s that mental ability is going to take you a lot further than the physical because after a while the physical uh, burns out and like you know uh but i guess if i was to give 
my current, you know, talk to that 17 year old that said the mental ability to take you further in your physical ability. I would say, um, just be, um, be grateful for everything in life, you know, like grateful for the good, grateful for the bad. I would say like, you know, as a, as a 17 year old, as a younger guy living in my, uh, my mother, my mother was a single, single mom, but, um, she was a really great person. Uh, in fact, I would say sometimes too great in the fact that she just tried to, uh, almost overcompensate for like the fact that I didn't have a father and in the home, I do have a father, but I just have the father in the home. So she really tried to push that in there. And so, uh, I think unfortunately, when I left school, I took a lot of things for granted. I took a lot of, you know, just didn't really, when something didn't go my way, I'd really get upset, you know, because like everything would go my way. <laughs> I'm still kind of like that, to be honest with you. A lot of things go my way and I'm just like, this is how it's supposed to go. And when they don't go my way, I'm kind of like, hmm, <laughs> this doesn't happen often. So um, I would say just gr gratitude and patience, actually, probably the, the things that I would say uh, to that younger, that younger version of myself, because those two things I would say, are the absolute, uh, they're probably the foundation of who I am now. It's like patience because I waited pretty much, I mean, I told you before, I wanted to start that general fitness company that I have now almost 15 years ago um, because I started this five years ago and 10 years before that, I was thinking about general fitness company. So it was like 15 years ago, I wanted to start a general fitness company. I just had no idea how to do it. And I have to, I feel like, you know, obviously the patience, but I'm grateful for the fact that it took 15 years because I was able to develop the, the, um, the, obviously the physical training or the, you know, the personal training aspect of it, but also the mindset and the ideals that I incorporate now into general fitness company, because I think if I had started when I was, you know, 15 years ago, it would have been all about, you know, making money and trying to be the most famous person in the in the area and you know as i've been here you know over 15 years now i've realized that no matter how many people i meet you know i'm not going to be the most famous person you know even like there's famous people that still people don't know you know so like I, that that's kind of out of the out of the picture for me and it's more so just like do as much as i can for the people around me and by being grateful for those people that I have around me i'm going to be more apt to do more for them and you know, I just don't, I don't think about it in terms of like, I'm going to do for you so you can do for me. Uh, it's just more so I'm just more, I'm grateful to have these, ha these great people around me like yourselves. And like, I'm grateful to be able to do these things uh, for, for people like yourselves and, you know, just everybody. I don't know why I said people, like, but you get what I'm saying. People. <laughs> but I should say people like yourselves because you guys, you all, y'all are genuinely, genuinely nice people, genuinely caring and giving as you know, I've, you know, I've had some of my clients or at least uh, I have clients that deal with you and, you know, can say the same thing. Hey, you know, we are all kind of in the same boat of like you're trying to give general care, not just about just making as much money as many dollars as you can or just making as much money as you can. It's more so like, you know, it's long term, you know, so it's all it kind of all that patience and all those things kind of come together. It's like if you have the patience, you'll be more willing to be uh, to be grateful for the opportunities that you have. And that you'll, because you're patient, you'll understand that the more of those opportunities will come along and eventually you'll get what you want. Maybe not right away, but you'll get what you want. So like to, again, answer that question, like for the younger, younger version of myself, I, I, I say I definitely was less patient and less grateful for the things that uh, did and didn't happen. So I, you know, I also want to say I'm, I'm grateful for the things that didn't happen, you know, because there's a lot of things that. Uh, I look back at and like, thank God that didn't happen, even though it looked like an opportunity at the time, 
again, kind of going back to that 15 years, I wish I'd started, but uh, I'm, I'm grateful for everything because it just, it, it, it gives to be, have that, to have that gratitude kind of opens your eyes to like what the possibilities are and kind of go back to what I was talking about with the, the people I won't work with. You know, it's like, if you don't have, <laughs> if you don't have that gratitude, then you won't have your eyes open to any opportunities that you, that may arise for you. Well, it sounds like you were a very insightful teenager if you had already <laughs> realized the value in, in keeping your, your mental health good and, and kind of, you know, keeping that foundation of, um, you know, keeping perspective and staying grounded so that you are open to learning those lessons that you're saying. Patience and gratitude is not something that we are born with, I don't think. Unfortunately, we do have to learn those things through life and you know, your perspective and your mindset and being open to receiving those messages and those lessons is, you know, something I think everyone needs to achieve eventually in their lives. And it sounds like you have definitely achieved that. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You have been such a delight. It's always so much fun to speak with you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to be able to share it so that other people can, can learn. Cause I, I think you mentioned a lot of things that I think are fantastic perspectives that regardless of what somebody does, I, I think it's important to hear and think about and, you know, meditate on a bit and, and kind of incorporate, uh, cause there's so much crossover in, in what we all do. Cause regardless of profession, we're always people first, you know, and regardless of what we're doing, we're working with people. And, and so all those things kind of cross over. Um, so I guess to wrap it up, uh, I mean, we're, we're big fans of you. We follow you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about where people can find you, um, where you are on social media, the podcast, all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you can find me on, uh, where should I start? <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. You find me on, uh, find me on Instagram, Fit General Jerry's Instagram. Uh, Twitter is General Fit Company. <laughs> we'll, we'll like it too, so yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we, yeah, we won't give you the name because I can't remember all those names. I, I definitely know on Facebook I'm the real general, uh, real Jerry Washington because there's a couple of Jerry Washington. So yeah. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Don't use that as much. I should use it more though. Apparently, like, yeah, I, we should use it more. <laughs> Apparently, it's a really big thing, especially as chiropractors. And you got a lot of people that are in offices that probably wouldn't need your help. So anyway, you can cut that out if you want. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so LinkedIn, uh, where else is TikTok? I'm on TikTok. I just made a couple TikToks the other day. Um, where else can, can I be found? I have, you know, generalfitnesscompany.com. Uh, oh yeah, the podcast. Thanks man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, general fitness company cast, and that's actually on all platforms. So if you just start search general fitness company cast, you'll be able to find that. And I think that is it. Oh, yeah, and physical location, 300 Levering Mill Road in Bala Kenwood. And uh, yes, I am. Yes, I am accepting clients. So if you are uh, interested, just uh, give me a buzz at info at generalfitnesscompany.com. Don't call me because I will not answer your phone call because I'm a really busy person. But yeah, shoot me an email, info at generalfitnesscompany.com. Or if you uh, don't want to write all that out, you can write something out that's similar to that, generalfitnesscompany at gmail.com. I think it's the same amount of characters now I think about it. But anyways, those are the ways you can catch me. <laughs> And then uh, just in general, any, any projects or th things on the horizon that you want to give people a heads up on? Anything you're working on? 
you know what? I was thinking about that. You had mentioned that earlier on before the before we recorded, and I was thinking like, are there any projects that I'm really working on other than the uh, the studio, the other uh, fitness center that I'm working on that second location? I don't really have anything on uh, the top of my head. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, I forgot about. Well, you know what? That actually is one. You know, uh, I guess we can invite all uh, invite all the listeners and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, squat challenge is uh, what I'm doing this month. I'm doing. Uh, I'm trying to do a monthly challenge. Uh, I think I mentioned that earlier on. Uh, that I'm really essentially trying to get myself more consistent with my exercise and just doing something very small at a time, no matter how, how much it is or how, how little it is. It's just something. Uh, so I'm actually taking suggestions because we're at the end of the, the month. I was thinking about some things that I could do for the month. So you guys have any ideas? Uh, like, you know, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you guys can give me some ideas, but you can write, you guys, uh, can send it. Upside, yeah, there you go. Upside down squats, but yeah. So um, next month, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about. This is like the top of the list, but it's not exactly the thing I'm gonna do yet. Balance was gonna be what I was gonna work on for next month. Uh, so that might be it. But if you uh, listeners have anything that you might want to see me work on, feel free to uh, uh, write it in the comments or leave a rating or a review when you listen to this and put that in the put that in there. Like Jerry should work on this, or maybe everybody should work on this. <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool well yeah thank you again uh we'll we'll drop all the notes in the in the show notes and uh yeah thanks so much for being on we had a lot of fun yeah.